the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And if you are a regular listener to WRFD, then you are familiar with Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the host, Rabbi Schneider, airs 2.30 to 3 o'clock every afternoon here, again on WRFD. It's been my privilege to have Rabbi Schneider on the program several times, but I was really excited to invite him back when I heard about a new movement that he has begun, and it's all about the rainbow. Rabbi Schneider, welcome again to the program. Wow, we're becoming pretty good friends, Bob. You know, it doesn't seem like a first-time uh, meeting anymore. It feels like I'm uh, talking to my uh, my family, my brother now. Well, thank you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Well, obviously, the rainbow has been uh, stolen from biblical truth. Uh, I started to say biblical Christianity, but it's not just Christianity. It's Judaism as well. Uh, but you are beginning a movement to take back the rainbow. I, I, I can't wait yes. to hear why and how. Well, praise God, Baruch Hashem. So this happened uh, suddenly in the sense that one day I just came in and I said, I need to release a, a YouTube on this. There was no uh, premeditation. Uh, it was not that I was trying to promote myself. It was just something rose up in me, Bob. Enough is enough. The church has been silenced by this LGBT agenda, the, 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 the uh, what some people have referred to, and I don't mean to say this in a demeaning way, but the alphabet culture, the alphabet yeah, community, yeah. some have, got, have, have completely hijacked the symbolism of the rainbow so that everybody's afraid to associate with it other than those that are uh, pushing this gender fluidity movement. But the reason that it's so important to me, other than the fact that we as God's people cannot keep silent, the other reason it's so important to me is that it's it's kind of a, a spiritual, uh, uh, mystical thing to talk about. But in my experience in God's presence, I've actually experienced his beauty and his color in rainbow form. I know that's a whole other episode. People can get my book called The Breakthrough to read about it. But I mean, the rainbow is very precious to me personally in my own walk with God. And then we look in the Scripture, Bob, as you know, as, as good as any of us. You know, the rainbow is the sign of the everlasting covenant in Genesis. When Ezekiel saw the Lord in, uh, in Ezekiel one twenty-eight, he said the Lord's glory was surrounded by a rainbow radiance. And then finally in Revelation 4.3, John sees uh, the Lord on the throne, and his throne, John tells us, is surrounded by a rainbow. So my feeling is, is that this issue of gender fluidity is so important, and so many Christians lack the courage to take a stand anymore. We have to stand up. We have to take the rainbow back, the rainbow being the symbol of biblical authority and of divine morality. We have to stand in our place 
if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to be willing to take the rejection. We need to be willing to face the consequences of losing some relationships. We have to follow in his footsteps and suffer like he suffered. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening right now to go to my website, takingtherainbowback.com. I want you to listen, if I could ask politely to the language, because there's similar types of websites that are out there. This one is called takingtherainbowback.com. You'll know you're at the right website when you'll see a rainbow over Jerusalem and the Temple Mount there. And basically what I have is I have a video with a biblical teaching about the rainbow, then what we're doing as a movement to take it back. And so it's really important. The goals of the movement are listed. I mean, we just released a YouTube about less than two weeks ago. It's got over 300,000 views, all organic. We're selling T-shirts which we're losing money on, but just to launch the movement with the rainbow on it and the scripture on it, that's on the website. But this is a, this is a big thing because, you know, Bob, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and, and, and forgive me, but let you uh, talk all you want after this. The thing is, Bob, if we back down on this, if Christians continue to be silent and are afraid to speak up about the fact that God created us male and female, and that the only type of uh, relationships of sexual nature that he has designed are heterosexual relationships. If we're going to be silenced on this issue, when are we going to be silent about Jesus being the only way? If we back down here, what, what are we going to back down on next? We have to take a stand. This is the time, and this is so important. I'm looking at the website right now, takingtherainbowback.com. There are several steps that you can take. And uh, this is going to, well, not culminate, but it's a very special weekend in July, July 28th through 30th. You are calling this the Collective Action Weekend. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, what we're encouraging everybody to do is to get these T-shirts. They're $12. I can tell you every time we sell one, we, we lose money. But, I mean, we just, want, we just want the movement to be launched. And then we're encouraging groups to go out in public places on this Collective Action Weekend, July 28th through the 30th, which is a month after Gay Pride Month, to go out in public places in groups and basically show the love of Jesus, hand out water bottles. We'll be making some tracks available on our website that will be there in about a month or so. And basically you're just making a statement that we are not ashamed as Christians to wear the rainbow, and the rainbow doesn't exclusively belong to the LGBT community. It belongs to God, and it's divine symbolism, and we as Christians are going to step back into our place and reclaim it for the glory of God. So this Collective Action Weekend is when we're encouraging groups, small groups, Christian uh, church groups, uh, whatever, to go out in public spaces, be seen, be heard, raise up your voice, break off fear, and stand in courage for biblical morality and for God's glory and truth. And it's fascinating, Rabbi, when Christians display a rainbow, all of a sudden it's offensive. If the LGBTQIA+, the alphabet group, as you referred to, if they, you know, display the rainbow, uh, then they're, then they're, they're proud, and, and that's something positive. I remember when uh, the Ark Encounter down in Kentucky, Ken Ham's group, uh, lit the Ark up with rainbow colors. People in the LGBTQIA community were outraged because Christians had stolen their symbol. But in that's reality, it's the other way around. We had the rainbow a long time, thousands of years before they had it. Oh, it's so crazy. It's just, it's mind-boggling. 
Yeah. Well, the website is takingtherainbowback.com. Takingtherainbowback.com. Several steps listed there. I hope you will go. Number one is pray. I, that seems obvious, but under your action steps, why do you put pray first? Because I'm, what we're doing is bold, and it's important, and to think that we can just do something on our own in the flesh and have good fruit, it's not going to happen. You know, Jesus said, he that abides in me bears fruit. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. So uh, I think we should carry ourselves in a posture of prayer always. So yeah. but I, I think that's the first step to be to be empowered. And, uh, you know, all it takes for evil to triumph, as we've heard before, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And this has got to be the time where it stops. And then there are several other steps. You can get personal texts from Rabbi Schneider about this. Start preparing for the inaugural weekend. Stay updated. Mm -hmm. And then down at the bottom of the homepage is this video that uh, the rabbi and his staff have put together and it's exceptionally well done. And then an opportunity to share the movement with others through social media. Again, the website is takingtherainbowback.com. Takingtherainbowback.com. Rabbi Schneider, we are with you. I just want you to know that. And uh, yes, let's take the rainbow back. Brother, God bless you. This is the, this is the best interview I've done. <laughs> well, thank, well, like you said, we're family now. And uh, check out the Discovering the Jewish Jesus airs every afternoon here on WRFD, 2.30 to 3 o'clock. God bless you, Rabbi. I love you, my friend. God bless you. Uh, you as well. And we'll talk again soon. All right, Bobberty Live will continue. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, during the break, I uh, checked the call center for uh, Bible League and the online center for Bible League. And uh, no new gifts today, but folks, listen, I am not complaining. I think we have set an all time record. We're at uh, over $20,000, over 4,000 Bibles, and that is without the matching grant. So you can double that. Thousands and thousands of people are going to be impacted because of your generosity. So I wanted to check. Uh, you can still give today. 800-YES-WORD. 800-937-9673. And I just want to make sure that I have an opportunity to thank you on air. That's why I'm mentioning it, giving you the number, and I will periodically check the call center report. Uh, thank you, thank you to all of you. So many of you have either called 800-YES-WORD or went online to the wordcolumbus.com and clicked on the Bible League banner and have given. It, it just It's historic, and I I just can't. First, thank God enough, and then thank you. 
Uh, I'm not sure that I thank Norma and Brent for their gifts yesterday. If I didn't, forgive me. Norma in Grove City and Brent in Johnstown, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So anyway, I will uh, check throughout the program, and uh, I would love to thank some more heroes. Uh, we we can go farther. I know we can. If you have not had an opportunity to give, uh, be, a, be a part of history. I mean, this was a history-making campaign in the midst of a terrible economic downturn, strangling inflation. But you folks love God's people, and you love God's Word. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can continue to give. Uh, Breaking news out of the Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis has been admitted to a hospital uh, in Rome. Uh, Quote, Pope Francis has a respiratory infection and will need to spend a few days in the hospital in Rome, the Vatican says. Quote, the 86-year-old had breathing difficulties in recent days, but does not have COVID, a statement said. It said the Pope would need a few days of appropriate hospital medical therapy. Um, So we don't know the extent. We don't know what the breathing problems are. We've just been told that he has been admitted to the hospital and uh, he is planning on spending a few days in the hospital. He's 86 years old. Um, um, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Well, I can't say that and not tell you what I'm thinking. Uh, I am surprised that he is still Pope. By far, he has been the most controversial Pope in many, many, many years, if not a few centuries. He's been incredibly uh, controversial. Uh, he is not liked at all by conservative Catholics. I mean, he is not liked at all by a whole lot of Catholics. Uh, progressive, more liberal, left-leaning Catholics love him because he's, well, he's a socialist. Uh, he's an environmentalist, uh, etc. And if you, anyway, I'm just, and and some people very, very high up in the Vatican are not fans of this Pope. And so I'm just, I'm honestly surprised that he is still Pope. And I'll, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Uh, that's Italy and uh, Rome. By the way, um, uh, after the bottom of the hour break, uh, I'll give you the latest that I have on the tragedy in Nashville. Uh, we do know some new details um, about the victims. We know several more details about the shooter. And what I said yesterday was probably going to happen has happened. Mainstream media has pivoted. I'm not saying that they don't report sympathy for the victims and their families. They are. But there is a great amount of sympathy being poured out in the media for the shooter. 
I could be wrong. I don't ever remember this. I don't ever remember the media responding with sympathy to a mass shooter. But they are in this case, and I knew it was going to happen, and I mentioned that yesterday. If you were listening yesterday, I said, that's going to happen. I said, I could be wrong. Don't think I am. And I was not. And uh, I'll give you some proof, some evidence of that. Again, after the break uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, This is making some news in Germany. The uh, primary health minister in Germany has admitted that his previous comments about the COVID vaccines were not completely accurate. When the vaccine was first rolled out, as was the case with almost all world leaders, we were told completely safe, absolutely safe, completely safe, no complications. Uh, We heard that here in America. And uh, the German health minister, Karl Lauterbach, uh, said the same thing. However, about a week ago, he corrected himself. And he said, and I quote, these fates, complications from COVID, early death from COVID, young people, athletes dying from COVID, these fates are absolutely dismaying and every single fate is one too many. These are severe disabilities and some of them will be permanent. So it's difficult. He called for a faster process of recognizing vaccine injuries. Now, he went on to say that he believes that vaccine injuries, as he calls them, in other words, negative response and even death from the vaccines, are around 1 in 10,000. And he is emphasizing that's not very much. The uh, benefits outweigh the, uh, the dangers But that's not what he initially said. And he's correcting himself. Interesting. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 